you know, one one resident, he really put it in perspective this year. He's like, you know, we all have this shared hobby and it's relatable. He's like, I just saw so many happy faces out here today for the first time. You know, these are neighbors he wouldn't always have met or be hanging out with. But in the garden, it's just a different Zen, right? Welcome back to the Helpful Gardeners podcast. This week, Colin, we're checking in with ourselves and our community friend, Aaron Neal. Yeah, yeah, literally our neighbor. Yeah, yeah. Do you have any experience with community gardens? No, I um, I really don't. I, I mean, I've helped out with uh, advice. Um, I've had uh, people email me before and uh, ask for some advice and whatnot, but I can't say that that's a community garden. That's gardening advice. It, it, it's pertinent to any garden, but for actually working in one, that's my first time. I think we started doing it three years ago. I had no idea what I was getting myself in for. What a seamless blend of uh, all different walks of life, um, all different ages and people and so much fun. Yeah, you got to really see firsthand the effects of gardening on a community, right? Yeah. And I mean, we we get to experience it all the time in our gardens. And the reason why we garden is because it makes us feel good, yeah. right? And it makes us feel good not only physically, but also mentally, right? And sometimes we take it for granted. I find uh, for me personally, sometimes I don't I don't realize what we've got. I talk to people about gardening um, and about uh, what we're doing um, or about what their plans are. And it's not until I start getting into it, talking to somebody. That's one of the reasons why I love this podcast and I love working with you on Kids TV and webinars. It renews, it renews my vigor. Those webinars, they happen on a Saturday in the spring. So it's a long week for me. Sometimes it'll be day 13, 13 straight days uh, of go, go, go. And I've never once been down for a webinar. I don't come in and be like, oh, hey, everybody, it's a webinar time. (laughs) I'm normally bouncing and hopping from foot to foot and dancing and singing because it lifts me. It makes me remember uh, why I do it. Because one thing I've always loved is teaching other people to garden and learning from other people. You know, remember when we did the webinar on, um, on perennials and we were talking about deadheading? And I was talking about me being me, how clean I like my garden and I like it deadheaded. Uh, and I, I can't remember um, the person's name, uh, but they commented during the questions and answers that there was uh, certain uh, perennials that they didn't deadhead because the birds liked the seeds and they would rather feed the birds. And that had never occurred to me as an, even though I know birds will eat the seeds, I'm more, oh no, got to keep my garden clean. And that was a game changer for me. You and know? that's the kind of stuff that you can get from a community garden as exactly. well. That's the perspective and and all the things that you can learn. So like, it's great to garden in your own space, but it's even better to get under, into the community and, and to learn and to grow together and yep. to give back and all of those good things. So that's why I'm really glad that we have Aaron here yep. today. Aaron is the senior coordinator for affordable housing at the Calgary Drop-In Center and has been in the sector for over 15 years serving those experiencing homelessness. She has a personal interest in gardening and this is a part of her self-care routine. 
One specific project Aaron supports with Golden Acres Health is the Greenview Rise Community Center, which is in its third year growing, and it offers a creative space for community members who have exited homelessness to engage in their varying abilities to garden. Well, hi, Aaron. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, I hear that you are quite the gardener. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Uh, my skills are there. They didn't come naturally, but yeah, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. <laughs> well, and that's the thing we always tell our listeners, like gardening is a journey, right? What is that? What's that saying? You always say, Colin, um, gardening is a marathon, not a sprint. Yep. I've been in the game for over three decades. And um, on the last webinar, we talked about something that just got myth busted. Yeah, that's right. So it, it doesn't matter how long you've been in it. There's always something to learn. So yeah, you're, you're moving in the right way, Aaron. Yeah, well, Aaron, I'm really interested. Like who taught you how to garden? How did you like, what, what's, what is sort of your, your, your childhood? Like, was it childhood that you learned how to garden? Was it a family thing? Where does it sort of start for you? That's a great question. Um, so my mom is an amazing gardener for uh, quite a number of my younger years, I've, although I've lost the accent, um, in North Carolina. And the growing season down there is phenomenal. So my mom would just have rows and rows and rows of, of plants. And I was only the designated, you know, quality taste tester, which meant I was stealing her tomatoes and eating them and, you know, the snap peas. And <laughs> so, um, so it was really just being around her and I loved the dirt. The dirt down there is really rich and it's very red. It's, it's almost like a thicker clay. When we got up to Calgary, like it, the seasons are a lot different, um, but she still can grow. Like, you know, she, it was amazing. We always had the highest uh, sunflowers and her sweet peas were just, they would cover the side of the house with the, just the trellises and whatnot that she would set up. So that's definitely where it came from for me. Did you find when you were growing up that gardening was big in your community or was it just your family that was sort of garden central? Uh, it was a community thing. It would, it was definitely not just my family. Um, and, and it, it was shared, like what was produced was shared. And I think that was also a really fun thing. There was even a lot more block parties, like just communal food and giving and definitely some times that I snuck into my neighbor's gardens. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing was safe. I would come home with a bouquet of flowers for my mom and <laughs> they, they were definitely from the neighbors. <laughs> That's so cute, though. I think we all kind of have stories like that growing up, too, right? Where, you know, yep. gardening's kind of been a part of our lives. And what I really love about your story, Erin, is, is that that community aspect and it's how it's sort of um, grown with you throughout the years. And I mean, what kind of gardener are you now? Like, what kinds of things are you growing? What kind of garden do you have? Really? And it's it's interesting. Um, my One of my younger siblings, she married into an Italian family and they all just seem to have this genetic knack for growing. So I kind of was alongside my sister really deciding what I should grow by watching her <laughs> and watching her blunders. So I started indoors, really. I think it was just, I was really good with tropical plants. And anytime that a plant, someone was going to get rid of a plant because they kind of were like, I've, I've run my course. I was like, oh no, let me try. 
and it and it worked. So uh, when I started outside, I wanted to find things that would come back. So a lot of vines, a lot of succulents, anything that would kind of grow in like rocky terrain, like the nesting hens. I love them because you can just split them apart, share them. Like I've done them for party favors for my sister's baby shower. Like it's just fun. Right. But I like things that will come back. So that's kind of been where um, I've resided safely. When, when we started the partnership with Golden Acres in this community garden with the drop-in center, I really got a taste for, no pun intended, growing <laughs> vegetables alongside the residents and the community members. Like it was like kind of more of an aha moment. Like I'm like, okay, with Colin's help and Jimmy, you know, Jimmy, the faithful dog. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 all about Jimmy, really, at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, right. Absolutely. So yeah, I I I like to grow things that will come back. And and I think it also leaves a little footprint because I'm I am a renter. Um and if I do decide to move somewhere else, you know, I'd like to leave something that can come back. I think that's super fun and it's a it's a neat surprise. Oh, I love that. And and I you know, you kind of lightly touched on it with your work with the drop-in center and the community garden. So can we kind of go along that journey and and how did that start for you? Why like where did you see the need and sort of what has what has been the journey up until this point with that community garden? So the drop-in center was designing the remodel for the building and, you know, discussing with the community different things like they would like to see uh, and definitely the perspective of some of the new tenants who'd be moving into the building. They, you know, it it all just kind of was like, well, we need we need a garden. And it was so nice just how it's kind of backed on the ravine. So the ambiance was definitely a thing. The, you know, bringing in the communal aspect, but as it's kind of grown, I've kind of just gone with it because we put it out there the first year and Golden Acres was like, yep, we, we're doing this. We're backing you. And we're like, OK, well, I was like, OK, I feel safe in like doing this. So, but really, it's been the the gardeners like saying this is what we want. And, you know, Golden Acres saying here's a bunch of things that you could grow and offering that choice. So it's really kind of grown from learning about kind of the basics of nutrients in the soil and how to fertilize to the pollinators. Like what our first year, Colin was, you know, telling us about the flowers and how important it is for the pollinating uh, plants to be planted. And I, I was just shocked. I was like, okay, I'm going to be dedicated to the pots this year. And it really has grown into how can we make it a little accessible for everybody because not everybody wants to garden full time or maybe tend a garden and uh, water it twice a day or you know whatever that looks like to care for it so we've made little like little pots that people can come in and take herbs this year so that's been really special with food and uh, food security which is a huge deal for our communities Um, and it's become competitive I was like wow (laughs) I didn't know I'd have to grow better tomatoes than everybody. Like I, I actually <laughs> a little worried. Yeah, that made that made me laugh this year, Erin, uh, when we were planting. 
that was it was good banter, but that was that was absolutely some trash talk going on, and I'm there for that. I love that. So it was uh, it was a lot of fun, but again, it's part of the community. It's camaraderie, right? It's it's seeing everybody kind of having that banter and talking about what they liked and and what did well, and it was it's always one of the highlights of my day. I'm so glad you guys reached out to us. Even this year not just the pots of we were trying to bring in just because gardens can kind of be kind of private to some people and, and that's okay too. But this one, we really wanted anyone to come in, uh, sit, enjoy their evening. So we found some chairs and we had someone who had no intention of garden just come in and restain them. And it's, it, you know, it's just nice to offer a quiet place and a uh, place to come in and, and hang out really. Yeah, so they're enjoying it not just for the actual planting day and the work going into it, but they're able to enjoy this for months and months and months well into, you know, the autumn season and and get a lot more out of it than just the harvest. They get the 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 sort of the mental health aspect of yep. it too. That's really cool. Yeah, and I think even the mental health aspect as you mentioned, Brandy, a lot of individuals who uh, were exiting homelessness and, you know, I, I had no idea this connection would be formed between myself and these residents, right? Like it was not even something I really thought about gardening, like how, who would be those gardeners, right? So it was really surprising to see and exciting for me to see who they are and like, how that's grown as well. Um, we have a lot of, like, I've noticed the moods changing, right? Like you can see how people relax and they come out. And so it's definitely a way to just focus and connect with nature. That's been just, just a pleasure for all of us. You're helping to garden with your own little community. And I mean, even across Calgary, you know, I see community gardens popping up everywhere. Yep. I mean, Kensington has one, what Inglewood has one. A lot of them do. And there's a lot of, uh, we're seeing more and more. It's not just one in a community, one and done. There's smaller communities that are banding together. I think as more infills are happening, people are looking for more areas to grow because they don't have the area. Or maybe it's too shady. And to go back to what Erin uh, was saying at the at the beginning about sharing and it's great because you know the other the other year I grew copious amounts of tomatoes and I was giving them all away um other people might not be able to do that so they have something else to give and and that's I love that aspect of gardening and sharing and sharing seeds and plants and fruits and harvest it's uh it is very very communal yeah no the kind gestures that are coming out of this garden is it's phenomenal like you said you had so many tomatoes last year we were able to take because you know we do a lot of other community events and food is always fun let's just be real if you have food people want to join and it so it, it not only provided a story that it was grown from, you know, the tenants, but we were able to make pico de gallo with all the tomatoes and all of the onions. It was just so much and it was tasty. It was way better than what you could find anywhere else. So, yeah, the kind gestures, are they definitely stand out when you have something to share and a story with it, with gardening. Yep. So where do you sort of see your community garden going, Erin? Cause I mean, you've done so much work up until this point. And as you mentioned, there's little things that are happening every year that's sort of making it more, I don't know, more situated in the little community. Like you were saying, there was somebody that was staining the planters. Do you have like a vision for your community garden? I think right now, like we've been really looking at how we can bring some 
uh, of the gardening inside and just continue with it because we are seeing so much of the benefits for, for residents. And what we were looking at is the propagating. So a lot of that Colin has helped us with is we've been looking at the spider plants. So last year we started kind of small as well. And we did for Halloween kind of a spider plant propagating theme. Yeah, it was super fun. So yeah, we, we've just been looking at how we can bring it indoors because it just continues with the benefits. We had one lady who's actually started all her own to- tomato plants. So that's something we're just looking at trying to, to start earlier in the season. We have one tenant who, again, just, you know, wants to be in the presence of the garden and he builds birdhouses. So what he's been doing is uh, building small birdhouses and we're going to create some type of art that can be for the animals and, you know, paint some boxes together. So again, we're looking at like how everyone can find a little bit of space in there. So that'll that's another part that we've been kind of exploring. You know, I kind of just want to dive into a little bit about um, garden chores, because one of the big topics for us this year has been garden burnout. Right, Colin? And I think what I'm curious is, you know, you've had all of these great successes and everything, but what are some of the challenges? Like, do you have clients that really love weeding or really love deadheading or really love watering? Like, has, has there been like a like a favorite? Oh, absolutely. Um, And I think that's one of the special things about community gardening is like there is going to be someone who has the knack for that that task. Right. Um, It's funny is I like the weeding. So a lot of times I'll get caught up weeding around the fence and, you know, keeping things kind of organized. Anyone who's away, because a lot of people go on vacation and summer is the perfect time. So we've had our our key waters and you know it's it's been actually it was strange because uh, we have some people who are just enjoying the weeds and they're actually growing them and leaving them in place where they are and one of them before we even planted the season didn't I didn't know if it was a dandelion or what it really was but it was just gorgeous and the 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 tenant was like I want to keep it it's really pretty. So we have people who like sweeping, you know, we keep the tools out. So a lot of people like to organize and like polish up the tools because having, you know, clean tools is really important. And it's nice because like, I'll be passing by or coming in and doing something. And then I'll have one of the gardeners stop me and say, yeah, hey, just so you know, I watered your garden. Or, and I'm like, oh, uh oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, owe, I owe you one. <laughs> you guys, you guys are, uh, are uh, speaking our language, though, Aaron, because, yeah, I'm, I'm the weirdo. Uh, who enjoys weeding too. We advocate for leaving weeds. It doesn't have to be a weed. Um, If you enjoy it, then it's not a weed. If you like the look of it and keeping tools clean, like literally you're checking all, Brandy and I are sitting here grinning like Cheshire cats. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's, it's nice because we have some people who just excel in looping the hose up properly and like putting it on the fence. And I'm like, this is, it's nice. It's, it really all comes together. So, but it's nice. I also get reminded that I don't water my garden enough. So it's kind of, I think it's been, my part has been adopted. (laughs) Yeah. 
That's okay too. Hey, that's it's part of the community, right? Yeah, yeah. That makes community gardening really special. I think I've learned a lot about community gardening today, and and maybe I'll even go out to my community and and seek out a, a community garden and see if because there's another thing, right? Is that you're not only building something together, but you're probably going to learn a lot of things yeah. too, right? Because you, you have all of these different individuals coming in with different perspectives. They've learned different things about gardening, and you'll you'll meet people that you would never really have the occasion to meet. I always, always thoroughly enjoy uh, meeting Erin and her team and then the clients and we always get along and everybody's got a funny story. Everybody is laughing. Some people, they want to garden by themselves or or they're just over in the corner with Jimmy. And it's, there's people that I would never have the occasion to meet all of them and they wouldn't have the occasion to meet me, but we all get along and have stories to share. It's so worth it. You know, one one resident, he really put it in perspective this year. He's like, you know, we all have this shared hobby and it's relatable. He's like, I just saw so many happy faces out here today for the first time. And he really said the same thing that, you know, these are neighbors. He wouldn't always have met or be hanging out with, but in the garden, it's just a different, a different Zen, right? So, yeah. Do you have any parting words of, of, of wisdom or advice or any resources that you'd like to pass along to our listeners today? Don't trust me to grow squash because mine molded this year. Um, <laughs> I am just growing a mold plant at this point because I am committed to, to keeping it. It's it's alive, but it's all mold. <laughs> mold. basically what we have but uh so the tenants are they're a little perplexed at what i'm going to do with it but i'm supporting this plant um so just maybe on the heels of that is you know uh don't be shy to make mistakes right it's it happens and you can kind of turn into them um start small right like i i didn't ever i'm not a don't have a big plot of um, area to garden, but I absolutely start small and it's still very rewarding. And if you mess up, you can make it into compost and use it for next year. Hey, I love that. That's what's happening with my garden. So <laughs> not going to own it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love the mold plant. I got to see that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, well, Aaron. Thank you so much for for taking the time and for bringing your perspective into gardening. Um, I've learned a lot. Colin, I'm sure you've learned a lot. It it is always an absolute joy working with you and talking with you, Aaron. So thank you so much. I'm going to quickly touch on uh, how I got started with Aaron because it didn't actually, uh, it wasn't actually Aaron and I who started talking. It was Somebody else from uh, from the drop-in center who reached out to Alfredo. Yeah. Uh, and literally those two, if you put them together, you still probably wouldn't get a quarter of a gardener. Okay. And I don't know about the other guy. I'm just saying Alfredo brings the average down that hard and that fast. <laughs> I love you, Alf. <laughs> and... um. Alf heard about it. And I mean, we all know how big of a heart Alf's got. And Alf immediately came to me and said, can you help? And I said, uh, what, 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 what do you need? Like, yes, I can, but what are we doing? And he said, I'll just let you talk to them. And then that's where it started. And it is truly one of the highlights of my year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
And and you too. I mean, you've come, Alf's come, Jimmy has come along, and it's it's such a fun day to get out, meet all of the characters, and just do some gardening. And that's the other thing too, right? Like you look forward to to doing it year after year because, like you mentioned, you know, this is an opportunity to almost like meet up with your friends, yep. right? These are people that have the same hobby as you do. Oh. And you get to learn something with them and catch up and tell stories. So it's a year. It's only one day out of the year. And this year, I know I know how sad you were. You couldn't make it. Yeah. Do you know how many people asked about you? I'm not <laughs> kidding. Uh, oh, where's Brandy? Is Brandy not joining us this year? And I was like, no, she can't. Unfortunately, she, she really can't come. Uh, and they were as bummed out as you were. Yeah. And it... It's remarkable hearing Aaron talk because I'm like, how do I get a community garden and get people who like weeding and watering and cutting grass uh, to come to my garden? Oh, my gosh. Talk about avoiding garden burnout, right? You just get a whole community in it together. Yeah, many hands make light work. Yeah. You know, and if you got people who are like, oh, I'll take care. I will take care of the weeding if you take care of the watering. What a great deal. Because Well, I know, I know some people who do not enjoy watering because they don't enjoy lugging the hose around and then coiling it up when they're done. And, and then the water is leaking on them and they don't enjoy it. It's a, it's a chore, but they don't mind the weeding. Makes me want to start a community garden. Yeah. So Aaron said something um, about getting the bouquet of flowers for a mom. Yeah. So years ago, my mom's favorite flower is the daffodil. Oh. Yeah. She loves her daffodils. And I was just a kid. Uh, just a little guy. And I was in trouble for something. I, I was always in trouble. Um, and I wanted to make it up to my mom. So I came home and I had, mom said the biggest bunch of daffodils she'd ever seen in her life. And she was like, basically, where did you get these? And I was like, I found them. I found them for you. And mom was like, oh dear God, where did he get them? And then the next day when she was out, she noticed all of the neighbors had no daffodils. She took them from the entire neighborhood. <laughs> Anybody who had daffodils, I picked them for my mom. <laughs> and then I got in trouble again for that. <laughs> well, yeah, you think about it. What? One daffodil out of a bulb? Yeah. They were probably waiting for that daffodil all season. Yeah. My mom had a nice bunch of flowers, though. <laughs> but uh, I love that, Erin. You know, I, I, I've told this story, too, when, when Harry and I went out to pick uh, vegetables uh, for supper. And I turned around and he was literally eating the peas off the vine. And my first instinct was to stop him because we were going to make a big salad. And I'm like, okay, I guess we're not having peas in the salad. I'm not going to stop a kid from eating fresh vegetables off a vine. Yeah. You know, so doing that kind of stuff and, and growing up with that mentality, is it any wonder Erin's like gardens the way she does? It's fantastic yeah. with her mold plant. <laughs> and our question of the week actually comes from our Facebook this time from Sam, who asks... Can you please recommend some low maintenance house plants? A lot of times, if 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 people are getting into uh, house plants, how, we, we we touched on this when we talked about house plants and how do we get into it is often we uh, we see something uh, on social media or at a friend's house and we go, oh my god, that's beautiful, I want that, but we don't realize how much work it is to keep alive, yeah. what's involved in uh, fertilizing and and maintaining it and stuff like that. Especially if you're getting into it, and I'm just going to touch on this based on, you know, talking about community garden and, and mental well-being and, and whatnot. I can't imagine it's very good for your mental health if you buy a plant um, and then 
you know, you maybe you get uh, hit with a, you know, a period of your depression and uh, you're you're not really going to be taking care of it. And it does. How's that going to make you feel? You know, so asking that, I think, is a great question. And uh, the two I would go for right off the bat, two great beginner plants, two plants that I learned uh, to start with are snake plants and pothos. Very forgiving. Pothos are like, hey, you didn't water me for two weeks. We're still cool. Just, you know, next time you're getting a drink, maybe, maybe. Oh, no, we're cool again. (laughs) Snake plants to me are always like the, uh, I always picture in my mind uh, snake plants. uh, I'm going to totally nerd out, but I know you're a nerd too, so I know you'll get it. They remind me of the Ents from uh, Lord of the Rings. Oh, my gosh, totally. Yeah, just very slow. Yeah. Very deliberate. Like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm good. Leave me alone. (laughs) <laughs> Let me take. So I would start there because uh, it is very forgiving and you don't have to be an expert and you don't have to know what you're doing with fertilizers. You overwater, yeah, they'll probably forgive you. You're underwater, they're going to forgive you. Not enough light, they'll be like, hey, can I get some more? Too much light, they'll be like, oh, little hot in here. You know, and they're not, they're going to react very slowly and allow you to fix it. And if you wanted, if you wanted to try something outdoors, Get a mint pot going and then you can make tea. Oh, so it's for multiple purposes. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Uh, you get the smell of mint. So you, you, you have that fragrance that's going to help. Uh, you get a tea at the end. So you have a, you have an end reward. So, yeah, there, there are some uh, really, really easy entry plants. And the great thing is as well, every single one uh, out of those three plants, there isn't one that you can't start from a cutting from a French plant. And then it's even easier because you jam it in water and it'll take three weeks for that water to go out if you put it in a big enough vase. So then you just keep topping up the water. I mean, I hate it when people start with something very complicated, it dies, and then they go, oh, well, I am clearly never going to be a gardener. Oh my gosh, yeah. Like if you go in and you get like a like a really expensive rare plant yeah. and then and then you're like oh great it yeah. died so yeah. now you also have the financial yeah. loss you know a, a, a mechanic doesn't start on a ferrari he probably starts on a lawnmower you know I'm, I'm not even a mechanic i i genuinely don't really know what a spark plug does i'm guessing it sparks and it plugs a hole literally but that's all i've got i'm like what's a spark plug do it sparks it plugs a hole <laughs> It obviously goes in somewhere because it's got the word plug in it and it's got the word spark in it. And that's about, you know, you got to start on something forgiving. So that's that's what I would recommend. But that's that's a really good question. I don't think that gets asked enough about where to start for, for ease. You don't have to start grandiose. Start slow and, and what do we say? It's a marathon, not a sprint. Thank you, Sam, so much for your question. Um, and if you have a question that you've been wanting to know more about, reach out to us like Sam did on our Facebook. We have our Instagram at Golden Acre Garden. You can send us an email, social at goldenacre.ca, or you can head on our website, goldenacre.ca, hit the podcast page, and we actually have an anonymous voice note section right on that page. So you can send us a voice note, and we would like to feature those on the podcast a bit more. Be sure to tune in next Sunday at 8 a.m. Mountain Time on your favorite podcasting platform, and we'll catch you then. Bye, everyone.